Hey, what's good, people? This is Sports Debate Tuesday. I'm Jay, that's Rob. Buckle your seatbelt, fasten up. Episode starts right now. Yo, they want to think we new to this. I don't know that. I don't know about that, but I'm true to this. My dude, I think I know the rules to this. We solo. We don't need a crew to this. <laughs> so before they start adding the bull to this, <laughs> thinking that we don't know how to groove to this, <laughs> know this. We were both through with it <laughs> before they even learned what to do with it. <laughs> This is Sports Debate Tuesday. That is my man. Say it with me, people. Rob, keep it. McLean, McLean. I am Jason Debeas. This is a new episode, and we're going to talk more of the same. We got a little NBA in our life. We got a lot of football in our life. An amazing UFC event. Uh, we have two topics for to shame or to not to shame. A trail a little quick questions. But, Rob, let's get right to it. First things first. Of course. We're neck deep in the NFL. We're just past week nine going into week 10. So we're going to be talking some football. So what initially looked like a weekend of business as usual coming in, the upset gods <laughs> ruined everybody's weekend. We ain't even going to talk about the NFL pick six, all right? So many consider the Falcons be- beating the uh, the Saints a mild upset. Would you agree with that? I consider the mild upset, you know, even though they, they, they had the tools. I just don't know what was missing. You know, it was, it was a lot like the Giants. Jameis Winston is the problem. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback. There it is. You know? Oh, so it's more, <laughs> one bout was missing with the Saints than the Falcons, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, the Falcons are playing good football, mm-hmm. you know, but that's what a, you know, a, a bad team has to do they got to play they got to beat everybody they got to beat the bad teams and the good teams. Yep. So, well along with that yeah. upset the giants win at home okay nobody saw that coming against the raiders the cowboys got housed by the broncos i mean look what was the score it was 31 was, was it 30 to 16 or 30 to 14 those 14 points came at the end those are empty calorie points oh yeah you know oh, yeah. um it's 27 zip for a while and of course uh less less i mean you can't get it off the news right now the buffalo bills lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that a team that didn't even win on this continent until they beat the Bills. And on Sunday night, the Titans surprised all by beating a full, you know, a full-fledged Rams team with without Derrick Henry. So with that being said, Rob, here's the question. Gotta let you talk, my man. The floor is yours. Which team on the losing end of the stick? on the losing end of these upsets was the most disappointing. You came in, you expected this team to win, and you're like, you know what? You laid a golden goose egg. I'm disappointed. So uh, it's funny. It's actually none of the teams you mentioned. It's the Browns. The Browns came in, and they should have lost this game, and they came in and dominated the the Bengals. Disappointed by the Bengals. They they could have had a stranglehold. On this on this season on this entire uh, division and you know they not even made it a close game they got absolutely obliterated you know forty one to ten you know they just had you know Baker Mayfield possibly not playing great football because he came in off the shoulder maybe he's going to play maybe not you know the team's kind of in flux and then you kind of just throw a goose egg out there I, I think that was one of the biggest upsets um, talking about a team who's played great all year to a team that has played pretty averaged if not subpar to what they're capable of playing all year um and you know 
now that division is right back in anybody's hands. So a uh, very tough game for the Bengals and, you know, sorry to see that, but uh, I think that was the most disappointing for me to see. You know, I got to tell you, out of everything you just said, and I really like your pick, by the way, because it wasn't mentioned in any of the upsets, even though um, the Browns wouldn't, that wouldn't be considered a major upset, but it was an upset nonetheless. But the most intriguing thing you said was now that now the division's competitive, because every single game we mentioned outside of the Cowboys, um, now the division, which looked like a runaway for some of these teams, is like, yo, yo, this is a problem. <laughs> this is a problem week. now with that being said all right here we go this way you ain't got to listen to that damn chant right hey 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 let's go all right for me rob mclean i am not objective i'm a prisoner of the moment so i have to say the biggest disappointment as far as upsets go is my buffalo bills and I don't think anyone needs to be a Bills fan to actually call this one of your upsets. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I mentioned before, it's only their second win of the season. It's the, their first win in North America, right? Their first one was against Miami and, and England and London. They didn't even beat a team on this continent yet. And there we go, giving Trevor Lawrence chance after chance after chance after chance to win this game. I mean, for Christ's sakes, that guy had more more breaks than Lindsay Lohan in court. But I don't want to talk about Trevor Lawrence. I don't want to talk about the great coaching um, that, that we finally saw this dude, you know, uh, um, come up with, you know, because we really haven't seen him do his best defensive-wise in all three phases. I want to talk about a guy I love the most and a guy I can't stand. His name is Josh Allen. Now, for my Buffalo Bills fans and my brethren and my backers, the Allen I can't stand, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about my Josh Allen. I'm not talking about that cat from Fresno that went to some some school nobody heard of that blew up the NFL and was I was in running for league MVP last year. I'm talking about another guy with the same first name and the same last name. He is a defense, uh, I think an edge rusher, or edge rusher on the Jaguars, and whose name happens to be Josh Allen. This dude was a pain in the ass, all right? he, You know, my Josh Allen got sacked by Josh Allen. My Josh Allen got intercepted by Josh Allen. My Josh Allen got a fumble recovered by, yes, you guessed it, Josh Allen, which marks the first time in NFL history someone by the same first and last name is defi- has 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 done has succeeded in, in the big three in all three categories and probably won't even happen again for the next 50 years. So it was just a huge disappointment all around. The, the fumbles were untimely. The interceptions were careless. And Buffalo, with the Patriots playing as well as they are, and and, and Bel Belichick getting momentum and Mac Jones, a quarterback he can undress in front of the team <laughs> and, and 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 be thick skinned enough to take it. I mean, we could talk about Mac Jones later, but my Rob McLean, my big disappointment was my Buffalo Bills. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, no Buffalo. <laughs> Since we got a little bit of time, let's do a little bit of an attachment question. Which which upset one was the most impressive to you? I'd like to go first on this one, um, which also wasn't met, uh, mentioned on this one. Um, I got to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I think Kyler Murray, uh, um, they probably came in as a favorite, but you scratch Kyler Murray from the lineup, you scratch the number one wideout, DeAndre Hopkins, from the lineup, all of a sudden you got a game. And... You know, no, no, um, Murray, no Hopkins, no problem. 
a house in San Francisco 49ers. They don't care about no Jimmy G. And and to me, they're the real the real best team in the NFL. I mean, they had one hiccup against a team again with with a very capable quarterback. We can talk about Rodgers later too, of course. So, who which upset went um impressed you the most? Uh, also, to bigger back on what you said, you know, mm-hmm. Isaiah Simmons looking real nice. No, real big. Yeah, right. Defense. I'm like, whoa, that's a that's a linebacker. He looked like a, I don't even know. He looks like a, as big as a lineman. You know, he reminds me of like a D, DK Metcalf on defense. Mm. But uh, wow, dude. Yep. What was I gonna say? Um, when we talking about uh, most satisfying win, you know, I can go to my Giants. You know, since you didn't put them up there, <laughs> I'll put them up there. The G man. I think the most satisfying thing, uh, you know, I don't follow too many teams that heavily, but um, what I would love to see in any sport is the teams that draft their players have success with the drafted players. And the uh, the last sack of the night for the Giants was this guy, Roche, who was drafted fifth, sixth round by the Giants. Uh, you got Xavier McKinney, who had a huge pick six, uh, two picks last night, one pick six. He was drafted. Uh, they moved up. Second round, early second round, two draft picks, uh, two drafts to go to pick him, you know. And it's just, uh, you know, Cardarius Tony's doing great, Daniel Jones doing great. Um, I think it's great that uh, that that those pieces that are drafted, not the ones that were brought in through free agency, the ones that are, you know, helping to create the success on the on the uh, offensive and defensive side of the ball. So uh, I think it's just really good, good football. I think the the Raiders are un absolutely underrated team and. Uh, yeah, very happy to see that that kind of a win. Yeah, they beat it. Look, they beat a team with a winning record, and I got to tell you, your your assessment of the Giants is worthy of of just plugging you into the headphones of Giants fans everywhere. I mean, they need more people like you to keep the glass half full on this, right? Because a lot of Giants fans, you know, New York, we're a bunch of haters, so we always see the negative part in this Green and that. Six. But I can't, I can't believe. Um, how you put all this, you know what I'm saying? And their wins were very much like the Jets, right? There were quality wins against against quality. opponents um, who deserved to deserve the respect that they deserve. Um, yeah. The Raiders, right? Derek Carr. I mean, they're, I think they were four and two and five and two going into this. Now five and three. So once again, the three three and six Giants have beaten <laughs> have beaten well, uh, an over 500 team. It's funny because I'm actually really as a new, you know, being from New York, I'm actually really tough on the Jets. But I have to say too, the Jets, you know, they lost. You know, they, they, they won one, they lost one. Yeah. Um, they've looked really good. The yeah. defense has looked really strong, even though they've been letting up points. You know, the defense looks strong for the talent they have. And, you know, quarterback play has been pretty good. So you got to yeah. be happy about, even if you're losing games, you got to be happy about the way that you're losing. Yeah. Games. And the Jets, dude, their two wins, their two wins yeah. are the Bengals and the Titans, two teams that a lot of people wish they had a victory over, including my Buffalo right. Bills. So, um, yep. Wow, man. Good question for NFL. Let's re-explore that, but let's move on to our pick six. Last week, uh, Derek Zimmerman, who was our challenger. Zimmerman's a former AVP player. He's a Louisiana product. He's a good club coach. As far as like one of those I-don't-give-a-damn dudes, uh, I love those guys because they're, not gonna, they're never going to say nothing different about you after you leave the conversation with them. You know what I'm saying? Everything you need to know what they think you is right there. Um, East Coast-worthy dude living in Kenner. Um and he was three and three. You, Rob McLean was two and four people. I was one and five. And man, we're just sucking right now. And I'll go through the totals. Uh, well, we, we only suck this week. So, I mean, I'll take that back. Let's go through the totals. I believe the guests are still leading us. The guests are 32 and 16. Rob McLean is 25 and 23. 
and yours truly i'm 27 and 21 so um rob's trying to get out the basement as soon as he passes me challengers supposed to be coming for you <laughs> you said i'm coming for you so let's do our uh this week's pick six uh, the first game we have the saints visiting the tennessee titans bobby mcgee who you got Oof, man i mean uh, a quick answer i'm gonna go tennessee um yeah i just i think their team's put together they're finally taking the handcuffs off of ryan Tannehill. um unfortunately that happens without their carry but yeah that defense is real strong I love that front four, and that's how you make a great defense in the NFL, is that strong front four. Look, I mean, Sean Payton's a really good coach, and as far as, like, recovering from losses, he's really good. But the Saints, who are a really good team at home, really dropped this one against the Falcons, and I don't see how they recover against a Titans team who seems to be – who's – um, next man up, almost a Patriot way. I think that guy was one of Bill Belichick's alkalites as well, their head coach, right? Um, Mike Vrabel. so no Derrick Henry. They managed to mix it up. Adrian Peterson didn't have a lot of yards, but you, when you need him to punch one in, maybe they should, they just need him for short yardage dish situations. Glad they worked him out. He looks in great shape, dude. I got the Titans. Um, yep, you too, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. All right, so second game is Falcons and the Cowboys. I'm going to go first on this one. The Cowboys laid a golden goose egg, getting absolutely murked by the Denver Broncos, and I don't see that happening twice. Uh, um, Matt Ryan's not my man against them. I got to go Cowboys. You know, and this is just because, I, and it's not because I dislike the Cowboys, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that a good quarterback with a good offense can tear up the the defense of that team. Look at Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he had he has a ridiculous receiving core. Yeah, he does. But Matt Ryan can make up with that with his ability to pass. So I'll go with the Falcons over the Cowboys. Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, Salute. Hey, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. The problem was, though, is Atlanta gave up 23 points at the very end of the game to almost give up that game. Very yep. uh, Super Bowl-esque. You know, mm. so I think it's just that those those things just haunt that team where if they can just keep their heads down and just put points on the board. If you guys put on 30 points, it don't matter. 100%. It don't matter. No, my God. 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, game three, we have the this is a good one. We got the Cleveland Browns visiting New England to go against the Patriots. Robbie, you go first. Who we got? Patriots, man. Patriots, man. Come on. Easy. Easy business. Dude. Bill Belichick finally got his guy. Mm-hmm. Finally got a, 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 a quarterback who's willing to get rid of the ball. <laughs> Tom Brady wants to throw the ball down the field. Good for him. Willing to get the ball out of his hands. So we're going to have a great quarterback in Tom Brady somewhere else, and we're going to have a great team, a great organization in the, uh, the New England Patriots. It's going to be New England again. I'm very impressed that you're quick to pick a team like this. When I, because when I look at this match, you got um, Belichick that found his guy, but you also got Cleveland that got rid of the right guy. You know what I'm saying? And it was one of those things where, you know, when you lose a star, you wonder how the team's going to react. And I just watched the way they rallied behind Baker Mayfield. Man, Baker Mayfield thumps his chest. He sticks his 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 chest out there. You know what I'm saying? And he's. I think in his heart of hearts, he he doesn't care who has his back, but knowing that everyone rallies. When he when he got hit out of bounds a couple of weeks ago, 
And everyone asked him if he was all right. He just sprung past him and went back in the court and went first down. <laughs> you know, he, he didn't get flagged for taunting for that because I'm like, my God, that quarterback was jacked and so was his team. And I think they're going to be jacked going into New England. Uh, Bill, Bill Belichick's going to have a really, really hard time against a guy who doesn't need a running game to beat him. You know, Bill Belichick wants Chubb to run. Let me tell you that. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you that, though. I'm going to tell you, just to, mm-hmm. just to piggyback on what Go you ahead. said is I firmly believe that the reason why Baker Mayfield will never be a championship quarterback uh-huh. is because that exact reason right there. Yeah. He wants to be the star and no offense. No. Nah. He's just not good enough to be no. that guy. No, Look those guys don't win Super game. Bowls. You know what he needs to do? He needs to hand the damn ball off mm-hmm. and stop wanting to throw the ball 50, 54, 56 times a yep. game. It's not how you win. And he has the running game. He has the offensive line. He has the defense, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and you could say, oh, it's the offense coordinator, it's the coach. At the end of the day, you are also that input. So if yeah. you don't know how to win, you are going to be just as uh, 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 vulnerable to yeah. losing as the coaches are. That just attitude. Like you say, hey, yeah. let's, let's push it down the field. Mm-hmm. No, let's hand the ball off so we can push the ball down the field. That's just the same. That's the same language. So if your language is just push the ball down the field, I need the ball in my hands. I need to get to my receivers. Then you're not really, you know, being a full, uh, full functioning quarterback. You know, I tell you, I I'll tell it. you what the way the way the Patriots are playing right now. If they keep going with a little bit of momentum every every week, but by, by the time Week Twelve comes, they're going to be talking about Super Bowl with them. But we, ain't, I'm not talking about them no. this Sunday. No. I ain't talking yeah. about Baker winning no Super Bowl either. But I'm talking about he's uh-uh. he, he's definitely good enough to beat the Patriots. I pick the Browns. I pick the Browns. All uh, yeah, we got a split. Shishing. <laughs> Rob did the same thing I did with the Falcons. Shishing. Um, Seahawks at Packers. I guess I got to go first at this one. I don't have a whole nod about Aaron Rodgers not playing in this game. Um, you know, I know he's in some hot water with, um, uh, I'll gently, um, affectionately refer to as dis- misleading the public. Um, if he plays... And that's at Green Bay. I got to go up the Packers. And I don't see how they don't let him play this game. They they find ways to let their rock stars play in the NFL. They're not going to be. Even if you lose draft picks. Yeah. Especially if you that's lose draft gonna picks. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's yep. what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Um, everyone's got Rodgers back on his team. Wisconsin's got his back. And Wisconsin- this game's in Wisconsin. I picked the Packers to beat the Seahawks. You know. I say the same thing, like I be, if he plays, you know, if it's this, if it's that. But that's not, that's kind of the whole point of the situation that we're in, you know, is that is he going to play, you know, is he going to practice, you know, is he going to come out like the first week and have, uh, you know, two interceptions and, and, you know, 16 for 25, you know, that's, 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 that's the questions we got to ask. So yeah. for all of those reasons, I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Russell Wilson's coming back. He's going to be on the field. They're going to have, they're going to put up 27. I still don't believe in the Seahawks being a top flight team. I don't believe in their defense at all. But you just, they've don't always know. played the Packers tough. Yes. They've always played um, the Packers because again, tough. But again, yes, I think a lot of that's because the weather doesn't affect them. The, the stadium noise doesn't affect them as much, you know, because they have that type of stadium, they have that type of weather. But, uh, ah, man, I, I'm going to go with the Packers on this because I do believe Aaron's going to play. Right. Um, and the Seahawks just aren't good enough. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I really hope that Aaron doesn't uh, screw me this week. <laughs> <laughs> so you're picking the Seahawks? No, nah, I can't, man. I, gotta go <laughs> Packers, man. I, gotta, I can't have too many crazy things. 
All right, we got the Lions against the Steelers. Um, you go first. You went last on this one. You got to go first. Yeah, I'm going to go with Steelers. I think it's just consistent offense for them. And, uh, yeah, the defense is just eventually going to pick up to their original right. high standard. So. You know, I cheer for the Lions. I desperately want them to win their first one. But I'm a little bit fed up with taking these hot L's, thinking that this week is going to be their week. This week's going to be their week. I feel like a reverse Cowboys fan. I'm not going <laughs> to get – I'm not taking a bait. I will not get honey-dicked on this one. I'm going Steelers. Um, last one is the Chiefs at the Raiders. I'm going to go first one. On this one, dirty deeds, the done dirt chiefs, <laughs> dirty deeds, the done dirt chiefs. I picked the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they had a lot of kinks and stuffs and fixes they had to take care of. Kelsey's actually connected with Mahomes. Mahomes is on the move a little bit, and I think they're going to tear apart the Raiders in Las Vegas. For the same freaking reason <laughs> that you didn't pick the Lions. I'm... Finished with the Chiefs, man. <laughs> you know, they don't play up. They don't play down. They just play eh. And I don't know what's going on. I think a lot of it is just everybody's looking at Patrick to step up to be a captain, and he's got too many shit, too much shit going on. Yep. You know, excuse my language. But, right. um, yeah, you know, Tyreek can step up, but I really think it's Travis Kelsey. You know, he used to be the heart and blood and soul of the offense, you know, with his, uh, you know, just being a very intense player. And I think they just kind of lost that, you know, that demand for the ball, that demand for, you know, excellence. So uh, in that essence, I think I'm just going to have to go against the Chiefs here. You know, their, their yeah. pass rush is, is all right, you know, um, but they are they get gashed. They get gashed they on really the run do. game. So yep. I'm going to have to go with the, the Raiders. And, you know, it's going to be a, a fun matchup. But I think that the Raiders are actually going to put it together for a game um, and, and come through with a good, a strong win, you know, yeah, double digit. And you, you mentioned that the Chiefs are playing, uh, and I think they are. And for some reason, I think that is good enough to win this one game. But, but uh, it's not good enough to win the AFC um, West. It's just they're just every the all four teams are just playing quality football every week, and they're they're desperately going to need. I, I I don't even know, right? I don't even know. Let me ask you this. Please go ahead. You asked this question a while ago. Do you think uh, the Patriots are going to get to the playoffs? Do you think the the Chiefs are going to get to the playoffs? Well, the answer to that in quick questions, Rob McLean. Ah. We can save that for later, okay? Because it's because it's, it's a coming. question I'm, we're both going to have to answer. So that's yeah. that's a good question. Everybody does, and and it's and it's I swear to God, it's in my four quick question. So people, two, so people you know. listening, stay tuned. We both going to answer that question, and we, and we might just go yes or no. We might go to the why because quick question. You know, sometimes we do that, um, and and we are done with um. This is week 10 of the NFL Pick 6. I think it's pretty fun doing it, and I think it's really cool to have our guests come in and do it. Wendy Jones shocked the world, being 6-0. <laughs> I told her that she lost her freaking mind. Uh, but losing my freaking mind over the weekend is the UFC, dude. The Uf I mean, this is topic 3, UFC 268. But, two but 268, though. That's what I just kept saying. But UFC 268, though. The US 268, bro. Um, that was amazing. And, and just when I thought the previous card, the last week with Global Chachara and San Hagen versus Peter John was, you know, stole the show and all, all the fights, you know, all of the, the Russian guys stole the show. Just when you think that they, they hit their high point, they go to Madison Square Garden, Rob, they go to New York City, man, and they, they just 
They just blew the doors off. By the way, broke the gate record again. Uh, the money, the gate. They broke their own record uh, um, uh, for the um, ink for the money for the gate. Um, don't know the exact number, but I know they held the previous record. So here we go. Um, all right. Every prelim card resulted in a finish, but to me, the most excited matches, which are all on a pay-per-view, in my opinion, all my all my favorite matches in a reversal uh, resulted in a decision. Because I know we all like to see these exotic finishes and these spectacular knockouts or slick submissions, but my favorite matches were a decision. Uh, and I'll, I'll actually put them up because we were talking previous previously to the podcast about that. So, so I'm just going to do this, show everybody what this is all about. Check this out, dude. Check out this freaking card, man. So, Rob, um, while we're putting up the, while we're, everyone's taking a look at the card on the video version, audio version. Sorry, too bad, guys. Um, what was your fight of the night? That's the first question. And we'll answer that one at a time. And what is next for com- the champions, Kamaru Usman and for Thug Rose Nama units? So, Rob, my fight of the night. Um, my fight of the night. It's weird because everyone doesn't think it's their, their fight of the night because the opening card, Justin Gaethje or whatever, was what everyone else is what everyone else is saying. My fight of the night was Thug Rose and, and Zhang Wali, man. Uh, I just thought these girls slugged it out. And Zhang Wali, I knew if she she was able to stand and duke it out with Joanna Jonjacek, I knew, or a.k.a. Joanna Champion, I knew she'd become ready to go uh, to go with this girl. And, and she's really hard to finish. Even though she lost by head kick knockout, you know, she protested that finish last time she lost to Rose. And it was a razor-thin match, and it was a deserving split decision because I knew that fight could have gone another way. And just two girls out there giving their heart and just this emotional finish by both of them. So my, my fight of the night was Thug Rose. Yeah, uh, I think it's razor-thin between. I mean, you always got to stay in the, in the main card. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I thought that was a great fight. Um, I think there was three really good fights. You know, I, I think that's, you know, you got the Chandler Gagey, which I said was just going to be a great fight because they're just the same kind of guy. Just Gagey does it better with more experience. And uh, it's probably best round of the year. <laughs> that first oh, round. <laughs> well, he he was just smacking, dude. I mean, yeah, they they had yeah. It was I thought that was that was my fight of the night. To be honest, I thought it was razor thin between Kobe and, and uh, Kamaro, but uh, yeah, Kamaro kind of beat him up a little bit. And uh, of the of, I thought it was a little 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 farther spread than than that, what it finished as. I thought right. it was a little bit more forty nine. I thought second round was ten eight. Was... None of the judges gave t- uh, ten eight for second round. Yeah, it's the I double, mean, he, the he two knockouts. Yeah, yeah, he almost put him out. So, um, but yeah, I thought uh, Gagey and Chandler was probably my fight of the night. If you stay in the main card, you know, outside of that, I thought uh, you know Pereira and Micheladis <sighs> was a, was a dope fight. Yeah. Oh, uh, talk about f- fulfilling expectations, right? Yeah, that and, freaking... and that was good because they took him down. You know, he had good defense. You know, he didn't take too much damage. Came back second round and just stood tall. And oof. What a great sample size, though. You just said that too. They took him down, and this is a guy who's a he's a um, he's a glory kickboxing champ. Okay, he's like this absolute savage. For the people that never heard of this dude before, Alex Pajeda. Um, and but he managed to get up, even though he got taken down. Used the cage to walk it, and then the next round, that jumping uh, knee, that flying, that high that knee, knee man. That shit is dirty. Yeah, That's some Masvidal karate kid stuff Askren. right there, boy. 
Yeah. It's like you put the knee right there, and then mm. you just like switch it to it. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Always happy for yeah. Bobby Green. Um, Bobby Green, who that. always comes to fight. His, his slips are nasty. His slips are so nasty, he fights with both hands down because he, he knows he knows the distance, you know? Who is he fighting again? I even forgot. Ally Aquinta. Yeah, Ally Aquinta is no scrub. I know no, no matter what anyone thinks of that dude, I, I'm telling you, that dude is hard to finish. You you he can is. you can beat that dude's brains and you you do not that guy, if you look at his win loss record, that dude does not get finished, dude. No. But mm-hmm. Bobby Green yeah. was that was just maybe not the style. Cause I know Al's a little bit more of a boxing style, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more straightforward. Uh, a little more trying to work angles, a little bit more of a bully kind of a fighter. And Bobby Green yeah. was just doing, you know, the fade and the lean. And there was no way he was going to touch him. And he was getting fully popped first round. Just, yeah, that was a great fight too. But um, Yeah, this is Iaquinta's first knockout loss. That was his first knockout loss. He's he's lost by technical submission, meaning that he doesn't tap. <laughs> technical submission meant you passed out or... Or the ref just saw, heard something break or, uh, you know, or pop and the ref stops the fight. This dude, I mean, yeah. But happy for Bobby Green, man. If you ever uh, heard his backstory, how he lost his his brother, how he lost, you know, family members, friends, and and just showed everybody, look, I came back from this. Y'all can too, man. He's, they, they, I wish he gets one more win. I'd like to see the UFC give him some shine. Maybe not a title shot, but let, let him... Maybe some kind of community outreach, man. This is exactly who the kids need to be talking to. Someone, you know, who was down with that, who was about that life, who, who, you know, who chose to go another way. So, um, Chris Barnett, that dude is like, that dude looked like the black butter bean knocked out Jean Volante with a spinning, uh, uh, I think it was a spinning axe kick. This dude is probably five foot 11 and maybe walks around 280 had to make and and the stomach's hanging and he looks like he can barely walk he can wipe his own behind and he's doing he did a spinning a spinning back kick and knocked out jean volante and in the early prelims before the prelims started so um chris curtis good for him you know shabajian i felt bad for but uh, here's the second question, and this is where you go first. Let's let's talk about the two champs really, really quick. What's up next for – who do you think is up next for um, Kamaru Uzma? He's probably going to take a vacation. You have a fight like that. He's going to take a little time off. Coming yeah, to be back in the gym, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because Kobe lost, and Kobe's going to go, I don't think, down the list, but he's going to have to fight somebody tough. You know, I would love to see Kobe fight uh, Gilbert Burns. Yeah. I feel like that that uh, if Gilbert's not in the in yeah, the yeah, what about Gilbert? Oh my God! Yeah. And I don't think he wants to see Gilbert, but uh, that that would be my my next up uh, would be Gilbert Burns because I, I want to see that that true rematch, you know? Because we all know we saw how he fought the first one. He just and maybe that's how he fights, but you got to give him another shot, you know. That's that's you don't want yeah. somebody to go out on a. You know, I wasn't really ready because he really hasn't had that many fights like that. He kind of came onto the scene, kind of burst mm-hmm. it on, and, you know, shot right to the top. He doesn't have many, like, tough yep. title fights. What about title Kamaru? style fights. Yeah, so, you know, you put him against Kamaru early on, his, let's say, his title career. Um, it's it's kind of hard. So, yeah, I think... Uh, so, Burns think for Covington? Burns, I think, I think well, I think Burns should be the next for Usman, but okay. I don't think you, you said Usman's probably going to take some time off. 
So I think, uh, you know, Burns goes through uh, Covington and then he'd probably be the next one up for Usman. But I still think that Kobe should be uh, the, the gatekeeper to who fights Usman next. Yeah. You know, I think it should be a fight that goes through him. If he wins again, he should have another shot at, you know, that's, that's His... you know, and if Usman needs to come go to another weight class to, mm-hmm. to, to do something different, but your job at welterweight is to defend that welterweight title. If it's 100%. the same guy coming, it's the same guy coming. Something GSP did, yeah. right? He didn't move. He's, he, he he cemented his GOAT status about doing that. And, and you never heard yeah. any controversies about him. He did it the clean way, right? Um, yeah. So for, so for me, what I think for both fighters is highly contingent on the winner and loser between Leon Edwards and, and Masvidal, who fight, I believe, a, few week, a couple of weeks from now, first week or second week of December. I think if Leon Edwards wins that match, he gets his, he gets his much-deserved title match. He's, he's, I mean, talking about, talk about consecutive wins to actually fight a guy. It would be his second winning against Usman, because I believe Usman won a decision against him a couple of years ago. But um, if Leon Edwards' records have been ridiculously good. And if Masvidal loses that fight, Kobe already said he wants him in a bad way. So Kobe already knows he's on the back of the line. So he can balance his time between playing playing gatekeeper, knocking off contenders, and at the same time taking some fights where he thinks he can make some money. A lot of people would pay to see Jorge Masvidal fight Kobe Covington, even though in their heart of hearts they know how that's going to end. But I think that's what I think should be, and I think that's what's going to happen. However, if Masvidal upsets upsets Leon Edwards, I, I see Masvidal still fighting Covington because he's not going to get a title shot off a of one win, right? And then for Usman, I, I, they, they're trying to fast-track this Kamzat guy, man, and I, I, I don't like that because I think, I think he's going to suffer the same fate that, that um, Darren Till did against Tyron Woodley. You, 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 you think these guys are ready, and then Tyron... Yo, Tyron pieced up and choked out um um Darren Till, and I think Usman to do bad things to that dude. You know, I know he's good, but <laughs> relax. <laughs> True. Yeah. So second True. title fight, who's up? And I'm gonna put it up. Um, UFC rankings. Don't do that. Just just because it's the women's division and these sexist mother 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 jabbers uh, don't, don't do appreciate. That uh, no. Who said? Who who's ever said that? Has anybody mentioned that? Are they gonna try to fast track him to? the title let's see i just want to see who the top 10 is welterweight is a whole different it really is here it is first before we go to the women take a good look at the top 10 the people that are ahead of him balal muhammad is a nasty fight neil magna is a nasty fight michael chiesa will sexy jesus him dude um steven thompson i feel like is no but see like i feel like there's a lot of holes there's always holes in the top 10 you know know. i mean like sean strickland no offense yep you know is in you know top 10 you know i mean barbatory like i feel like you can always pick a guy well strickland's middleweight so i know i'm just saying if you look at you look at over here you know you got like i feel like Gaslam is not you know you look at you know you look at you know these divisions and you see really talented fighters that may not be at the top that's what makes a a, a really good uh fight card but yeah like Look at look at what's in front. Like Stephen Thompson against Cosmot, like that would be that that's that's a whole different story. Michael Kesa, yeah. uh, you know, Jorge Masura. Like if Cosmot's smart, he'd fight like a Neil Magny, who has never beaten those guys in the right. top ten. You know no, what I mean? No or uh you know, uh, um I mean honestly I think Michael Case is probably the best option for him to fight next. Yeah. To move up those. Kiesa's is on a winning because, streak too. Yep. Yeah, but also I, 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 I just the, don't think he has that knockout type of thing. And uh, 
you know, at the end of the day, it's going to end up on the ground somewhere, and both ca- of them are but you skilled. Know, he- he carries, and I know this doesn't really mean anything to Usman. He carries 170 really well. He carries Who's 170. Uh, um, Kiesa. Michael Kiesa. Oh, Kiesa. Car- yeah. He's a really Almost good wrestler, well but the problem is I feel like everything he does and, and the weight he carries and the way he can, he, he can manipulate his weight and, and use wrestling and cage and grappling is like take all of that, multiply that by two, and then you got Kamaru Usman. So, so, But look, we ain't talking about who Usman's going to be because I think Usman, it's a two-horse. I, this division is a two-horse race anyway. It's just about who does, who's up for the next for the title, you know? Usman is not going to fight middleweight as long as Israel Adesanya is a champ. He already said that. He's not He's not going to fight a fellow Nigerian. I, you know? I mean, I don't think he'd have the skill to do that, to no. be honest. No, but, and, uh, and he'd be a tiny 185, dude. You got, you got yeah, I yeah, think yeah. the top echelon of 185 um, are all potential 205ers, too. So, I mean, consider yeah. that, right? That Adesanya fought at 205. Jared Cannonier fought at 205. Marvin Vittori's a big 185. Derek Brunson's a big mm-hmm. 185. Paulo Costa should really just stay at 205. So, think about it. Think about all the, this, this, the, these savages. Um, my goodness. So, all right. Zyri, um, let's go to the women. Wiley Zhang. What's up next for her and what's up next for Thug Rose? So I'll go first on this. Thug Rose, I think we both, um, maybe we both agree as Carla Espaza. I think you think Marina Rodriguez, but I'm going to give you the, your flaw on that one. And for Xyli Wang, I'd like for her to fight Claudia Gadea. I think that'd be a good grappler versus striker match. Um, so those would be my two. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Marina Rodriguez for whoever, because again, uh, Rose could take time off too. Yeah. You know, uh, either yeah. one of them can, you know, that's a, that's a tough fight. They both took time off last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just like to see Marina in, the in that, 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 that spot, you know, either fighting Wei Lee to get to that championship fight or, uh, yeah. to, you know, be able to maybe fight Carlos Sparza for not an intern, but you know, yeah. the right to she fight. She has some good wins, man. Yeah. She beat Rebus. Yeah. She beat Michelle Waterson. Karate Heidi's not an easy out. Um, she beat Mackenzie Dern. You know, a lot of people, you know, are hyping Mackenzie Dern on that. And she kind of like, hey, said, what about me? So, Shut it down. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's why, like, it's more, for me, with her, it's more about how that those fights finished. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, and not to be like a guys versus girls thing, but it was even like a, back in the day when UFC was very young. Right? Uh-huh. Like the UFC the game the women's side of the game is still growing and evolving and changing and the men's side is has a lot of like uh tendencies um and that just it takes time you know so i the way that the that marina finishes fights looks like a championship fighter to me yeah right like she has the dog she doesn't care the she doesn't have mer- like yeah. it's not mercy when she fights it's not yeah. like I, i'm not gonna take her out like she's gonna take you out kind of like a yari rodriguez mm-hmm. i'm gonna take you out or I'm gonna be taken out, and that that for me is uh, like a Diego Sanchez is, is like that mindset. Yeah, um, that's what I think China changes her for, you know, in that division. That's why I'd like to see that fight sooner than later. Hell yeah, and I, yeah, sooner than later is the the um, the operative words there. Um, and I like both of our picks because unlike men's welterweight, that's women's strawweight's not a two horse race. If you, I just showed you like the top five or six, all of those girls can be champing and, you know, and Jessica Andrade proved that as well as Zhang, as well as, you know, um, Nama Yuna is getting back there for her second title title. Um, I would say title reign. She won this rematch. So she's, she's 
it's two in a row, one for the belt, one for the win. So, hey, one for the belt, one for the win for us, you and me, the reigning defending champions of this show, okay? There is no other. There is no debate in that. So there's no debating what my favorite topic is. This is topic four, ladies and gentlemen. I bring you to shame or not to shame. 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 Let's reconfigure. Let's freeze my clock. And I think I could do this like that. Oh, did you see what I just did? Rob, to shame or not to shame? Let's go with the obvious, okay? <laughs> this one, you got to go first. Aaron Rodgers' explanation as to why he was not vaccinated. Rob, to shame or not to shame? Um, <clears throat> I think it, uh, in my, my eyes, probably just a shame. Just because, you know, if you're, if you know what, what's, what the situation is, just own up to it and, 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 you know, take the scrutiny for whatever it is. If you don't want to take that, then like, you know, that's, that's kind of the position you're in. You know, you, you can't be in a, in a platform of a social platform position and then say, I don't want social platform. That's, that's not how it works. You either have it or you don't. So yeah, you just, you say, I don't want to answer that question. This is how I feel. This is how it is. But you don't kind of skirt around the question. And then, you know, want everybody to understand what you're, where you're coming from when you don't explain where you're coming from in the first place. Um, so, again, yeah, wow. a lot of weird yep. concepts. But, yeah, for, my, for me, it's just like step up. You know, if you're, if you're, it's not about be a man, but step up and be a human being. If you make a choice, you know, if you think this is a mistake, then say it. If you don't think it's a mistake, just say this is my choice. And he's said that. Yep. He's had to say the right things going forward. But it, the whole the idea is just say that from the beginning. Yep. You, know, you don't have to say immunized. Explain to people what it means. If you don't want to explain what it means, say, hey, ask the commissioner. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. You know, but uh, I mean, yep. yeah, I think it's just a bad PR by him. And, uh, you know, that's his choice. Yeah. Shame. Rob, I got to go. I think I'm going to go shame on this too and for the re for reasons obvious for reasons you already mentioned that that I thought you, that I thought you I thought you did so eloquently that it almost embarrasses me to bear repeating this okay when you are asked if you've been vaccinated and you answer the question by saying I've been immunized and then when people come back at you and you say I didn't lie to the public it has to be the most immature worse um, sophomoric psychological version of verbal gymnastics I've ever seen probably from coming from an athlete, especially an athlete who, um, who um, should know better and is smarter than that, okay? He thought he was being slick on this one and nobody's buying it. When you say I've been Im immunized and you answer the question that way, you know damn well you're making the public believe that you're saying you're being vaccinated. So this whole thing, they could believe what they want. Man, shame on you. Just, just stop. You know, I don't even have a problem with him not being vaccinated. I mean, Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. Just go through, just go through the stricter protocol. Calls, okay, because even though the, the vaccine doesn't stop you from transmitting it, it does help you. Um, it does help you it combat you from actually um, getting um, getting it more resistant. And more importantly, 
um, symptomatic wise, you deal with the symptoms a little bit better, you know, but if you, you know, if you choose not to get it, you got to, you got to protect the people that are vulnerable around you. Not again, and I I reiterate this, Rob, not from transmitting it, not, not from transmitting it because that's that's already the cdc director said that's already no longer possible it's it's no you can't prevent it can't be prevented from being transmitted anymore but getting it does still doing a great job um being um symptoms not being as severe great job so um and nobody's asking for a booster man just stop lying to the public um rob any um to shame or not to shame we got our guy what the hell's this guy's name cassius marsh flagged for taunting shame or no shame i'm gonna go first one this one um i gotta go shame on this because even though the nfl was explicit and warned everybody that taunting the other team is gonna be you know like celebrating amongst yourself excessive celebrating they're gonna go lean with those flags but they also said that that if you do something to show up the other team that you're gonna you're definitely gonna be flagged by that and um i thought in this one case, it was right. He did stare down the other team. He did try to show up the other team. He didn't bump into the referee. The referee backed up and booty bumped him. But with that being said, I'm very, very interested to see what happens when Brady scores a touchdown and he goes to the opposing team sideline and starts chatting like, like as, he, as he walks away. Because there are certain people who star power, even even with, with the referees making an emphasis on this, they're never going to get a flag. So I'd say shame because there's still a double standard. Show me... Um, Aaron Rodgers getting flagged for that. Show me Tom Brady getting flagged for that. Show me some of these these rock star, you know, receivers getting flagged for that. And then I'll change my mind from shame to no shame on this. But for now, I say shame. Rob. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely shame first of all on that guy because <laughs> if you really watch the video, I had only seen it at first. Uh, I saw the play live. <laughs> he did the taekwondo kick. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the play live, and I never saw that the beginning of the celebration. All I really saw was the, the, the issue was going on after. So I only saw him walk over. But if you watch, it's like a 30-second celebration where at first they're celebrating. This guy does a, a, a roundhouse karate karate kid, you know, taekwondo kick, which is equally impressive in itself. Um <laughs> then some guys come over and they, he celebrates with those guys. You know, he goes to a whole nother group and celebrates. And then he starts walking over towards the bench. Sure, it could be the fans behind, but he walks over towards the bench, looks at them, and then walks away. That's just, that's just excessive celebration. We don't even have to go to taunting. Just excessive celebration. Nobody needs that. He's a bench player. He comes in situationally. So, like... Nobody needs nothing like that. You know for a fact if you come in like that and you're a rotational player, the very last thing that you could do, the very worst thing that you could do is to get a penalty. It doesn't even matter what you do. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is get a penalty, and he did that. So, and because of him, they ran out of time, right? Him. They ended up having to try to kick a 66-yard field goal. That, well, that's I mean, well, what happened was the 66-yard field goal was maybe five yards short. You know, but they, so they only had to kick that because they ran yards. out of time. Because this man, it was it was going to be yeah, fourth and fifteen, and his he got flagged yeah. on the fourth and fifteen, which yes, kept the, but, their Pittsburgh's drive alive. That's why I'm mad at him. But well, no, Pittsburgh scored, and they had the chance to come back and score right. later mm-hmm. on the game. So they could have still won the game eventually. But yeah, it was more that was still just on the score before they even won the game. There was a lot mm-hmm. more scoring after that. But still, the guy, it's just a crucial play that. 
could have changed the game. It doesn't have to happen, but he also doesn't have to do that. So it is totally shame on him. Yeah. Control your actions. You know, celebrate. Yeah. Don't be excessive. Ah, okay. I'm with you on that one. Um, all right. So let's move on to our next topic. Quick question. Quick question. I still got it wrong. Quick question. Damn it, Rob. You know what? We're just going to have music for this next week. All right? I'm going to just have regular music for this. I'm my boy, my boy, Bern, Bern Norman, the, the lead singer for Under My Next. He's, he's going to do all of our music from now on, except Step Into a World um, by KRS-One. Rob, quick question. Will the Browns miss Odell? No. <laughs> I say no. Quick question. By the time this episode comes out, the, 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 our audience is already going to know. But which team do you think he's going to wind up on? Who needs him? Uh, the Raiders. The Raiders need him bad. The Raiders need him bad. Yeah. I, they don't have the cap space, but they need him. <laughs> I, I think in the perfect world, it goes back to the Giants. They need a true wide out, wide out one, but, oh, oh, but you know, I don't know. We got a lot of players, but we'll see. Yeah, I like the Giants. Um, Rob, quick yeah. question. <laughs> Rob, quick question. Same as the question as last week. Who wins the AFC North? Oh, man, Steelers? I don't know. Steelers, maybe. I got Ravens. Um, Rob, quick question. Are the Titans the best team in the AFC right now? Um, since it's so up for grabs, I go first one. This one, I say yes. Um, Yeah, sure. It was a good show on last week, I have to say. Quick question, Rob. With the with the Cardinals beating the Niners without Murray and Hopkins, did they show they're the best team in the NFL? Um, yeah, and without some of their coaching staff too. So that was that was pretty big. So yeah, I'd have to say yeah. Yeah, for me, I got to stop hiding behind Brady. I got to say an emphatic yes. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Um, quick question, Rob. Lamar Jackson threw for three touchdowns and ran and ran for the hell is that? Yeah, some nerve calling me. Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson threw for three touchdowns and ran for 120 yards, uh, which is a rarity, which has never happened for the quarterback. Is he the leader of the MVP race, candidate race? I think, um, yeah. You know, it's hard to say, man. Uh, so many worthy, huh? Yeah. I, I'd say, yeah, he's in there. He's definitely in there. You know, that's as far as I'll go. <laughs> okay ask me rob <laughs> did the patriots change my mind over the weekend as far as them being a playoff team my answer is yes i i looked at i looked at the remaining schedule and they still got to play the bills um but man all bill belichick needed is a quarterback that can make make some plays here and there their defense people uh, no one says enough about their defense people forget they were missing nine players last year i think nine players opted out because of covid and they're healthy now all those nagging injuries are gone i say yes i changed hey you know when the facts change so does my opinion how about how do you feel it hasn't changed okay mac jones number 16th overall pick yeah, yeah, everybody else is a freaking fool. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm hitching your bandwagon's big enough. I'm gonna hitch a ride with you. Um, yeah. quick question, Rob, which rookie quarterback is your favorite uh, for rookie of the year right now? Favorite for rookie of the year, um, 
only a couple of people that got to start, right? There's only three of them. As far as I know, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. Um, Definitely Mac Jones. I mean, he's starting. He's got the starting role easily. He's playing well. The team's playing well. It's only going to go up from there. Um, But I really think that, you know, if you're looking at, you know, outside of statistics and and like their growth and what's going to happen, I think Justin Fields is going to be something. I think he's going to be something special. And ain't nobody run like him. No. You know, none of these quarterbacks, these young quarterbacks run like him. So, uh, you know, Mac Jones is an obvious choice. Uh, I think he's just perfect situation, perfect player, perfect everything. And that's just going to show for years on end. Uh, But outside of him, yeah, Justin Fields, definitely my guy. I don't know. Trevor Lawrence, man, I, I like him, but not the quarterback for the system you need right now. Like, I just think it was the wrong choice, wrong player, wrong system. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Mac Jones, inevitably rookie of the year. Yeah. I go um, Mac Jones, just though Justin Fields uh, did show me something, and I'm glad they – against the, uh, everyone else's better judgment that they just started to make to make him their starter. You know, I thought that, that was just who, the right thing to do. Who the other quarterbacks? They well, it was Dalton. Drafted, I forget. I, I mean, no, who, who, well, the year, Jets like drafted Wilson, someone, and, and Zach got hurt, but this this dude from Western Kentucky else, did well, then he got hurt. You yeah, know? Mike, well, yeah, like, it's yeah. just like, man, Justin Fields and Mac Jones. That's, that's two it. quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, two-horse race. Um, 14-16. So... Quick question. Who really won between Zhang and Thug Rose? Oh, that's a that's a debate. Well, it was a split decision. Yeah, but Rose still retained her title, yeah. No, but and who who to us who really won? Oh, I we, mean we know about historical facts, right? I mean Yeah, I mean uh, I thought it was a great fight. Yeah. You know, and I think I think fights come down to this. I think that's the right decision. You know what I mean? Me too. I think fights come down to this where if you don't put somebody on the canvas, you know, you don't put somebody out. If you don't you take know, it to the champ. Decisions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the champ should have an edge, you know. So I think that's the right decision. I thought it was a great fight. Mm-hmm. Um, what more can you say? Yeah. Hey, basketball quick question. Can the Lakers get to the playoffs without LeBron James? No. Um, I think they can, but I think they've gone first round. Um, last question, basketball question. The Warriors are now nine and one. Can they can they take the West? Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of it's on that uh Clay Thompson may may or may not, you know, come back this year. You know, there's just that hope um and, and uh the energy in the building. So yeah, for sure. You see it's a whole different team this year. Yeah, man. All right. Well, that's all I got for quick question. But bef- um, not a whole lot to, to say about before we go. For me, I'm a prisoner of the moment when it comes to stand-up comedians. So I guess I'm just going to give a shout-out to stand-up, stand-up comedians who have been entertaining us for all the years through the ups and downs, the COVIDs, wartime situations. Um, for some reason, they inserted their opinion into politics. And, and oddly enough, they seem to be the ones that we trust the most because you know that they're, they're coming from an honest place. They have nothing to gain or lose. So big up to comedians like Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle, um, um, George Carlin, uh, you know, I'm saying people like that. Big, big up to those guys that keep us entertained and at the same time always, uh, always um, forthcoming and truthful to us. Sometimes it's, it's an inconvenient truth, you know. Sometimes it's tough love, but um, 
I think that our last bastion of hope is just as far as us being able to talk to each other as, as human beings. And I mentioned that on my podcast. So that's if I were to do it before we go shout out, that's the only thing I got to say. And that's only because um, um, I can't shake it. You know, sure. I can't shake it. Robbie, is there anyone, anything you'd like to say to our audience before we depart the, this place, but never their presence? Stay happy, stay healthy, y'all. That man said, stay happy, stay healthy. All right, Rob McLean might love you, and I, I don't think I love you guys today. In fact, I'm just beat. I can't stand you. I got nothing left, okay? I got nothing left. That man got nothing but love, and me, I got nothing. I am Hater J today. I am out of here, guys. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPad or iPhone, for all of you on your desktop or Droid, for all of you on whatever device or whatever means you have a watch in this man, that man is Rob. Keep it. McLean, McLean. I'm Jason DeBellius. And you know what? <laughs> I always leave this way. We love you to pieces. We love you to pieces. We're out. Come check out the Option Podcast on OptionDB.com. It's also available on iTunes and Spotify and on YouTube under the NY Varsity Sports Handle. You're going to love what you hear.